is Wrestling Brain. Welcome to Happy Happy Sunday, everybody. It is uh, mailbag time once again, the end of the month. February flying by. It is mailbag time. We have a bunch of questions lined up in the next hour or so going over them. My, 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 my. I had a start of a sentence there and didn't didn't have an end to it. So uh, with that in mind, I'm your boy, the Zoobs. I'm joined on the West Coast, best coast to uh, my right, your left on the screen. It is... Mr. 50K himself, Josh Custodio, in the house, on the line, ready to go, ready to dive into the mailbag this month. Zooms, I gotta admit, it's really good to hear your voice saying my name. It sounds so sweet. Uh, I'm raring to go. I love doing these mailbag apps, Zooms. I've talked to you before. This time slot works for me. The, the Sunday morning, the Saturday morning, I got greasy hair, I'm unshowered, I'm, I'm rolled out of bed, I went downstairs, I got a coffee, which I forgot to bring in here, I'll have to go grab it in a moment. Uh, ready to settle in for I know it's the afternoon over there for you. I was say I've already done I've already done so much stuff today. It's you know no need to you trying to make I'm, me feel bad. I'm winding down already. I'm this is you know I, I'm it is a it is a sleeping clear yes it's a sleeping clear. I'm already having my uh, I'm already having my I had a full day beer here. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's eleven thirty. You might still crack that. I mean, wow. it's, it's noon somewhere. Quote the zooms. <laughs> I think uh, is the way you approach the cold gold. Thank you to all the brainiacs. In the damn chat, good morning to everybody. Nice to see you. Uh, like Zoob says, an hour your questions that you d uh, submitted over at wrestling underscore brain on Twitter. Um, yeah, I love doing this. Great questions this month, as always. It's so nice having a tuned-in community who can do a, a little better than the, the, the standard fare, I'll say, the, 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 the gruel that you see in the comment section. You know, how many, how many times people will be like, what's your favorite match? You know, we, we yeah. get none of that. Or people will do like, would you rather fight a uh, uh, hundred duck-sized horses or horse-sized? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. How, how many would you though? I don't know. Uh, two? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we got one like that. This is, but this is why it's good because we got one like that early, right. where it was like, I forget, it wasn't that exact question. It was something like, oh, how many of these animals do you think you could beat up or something? And I remember I was just like, I have no idea. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I, ref <laughs> like, I, I, I refuse to make my answer to that fun in, in the slightest. I just like I, re I refuse to make that like, oh, I'm going to fight a fancy here. No chance. You give me a you get you give me a straightforward, legitimate question. I will. Uh, you know, one of us might bust off a 15 minutes soliloquy here. You don't know what you don't know what you're going to do. A good faith answer. And I actually remember now since maybe I'm atoning for past sins, because remember when there was always oh, a hot dog, a sandwich, that whole thing. Nothing. Worse. I I partook in it. I I, yeah. I had a stance, and I don't I don't look back on that fondly, you know. I I use that as a learning moment. It happens uh, to it happens to all of us, yeah. I know, but I am embarrassed by it. I wish I could have been ahead of the curve, like the Zoobs. I'd love to ask the Brainiacs for a follow if you're here. This is going to be a chill stream, but if you know anybody, again, you don't have to be up on Dynamite. You don't have to be up on anything to take on this one. This is general wrestling. So if you know anybody who enjoys wrestling, maybe shoot them a text. If you're playing Elden Ring right now, this is a great thing to have on in the background. It's just audio. You can glance at Zoobs and I, uh, but it's it's largely an audio experience. So I need, uh, I need to rehammer up my uh, my background. I'm gonna do that this week at some point. I thought you meant that uh, in a figurative sense, but no, you literally take hammer to the rug and get it yeah. back up there. Because the 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 duct tape only held for about a month, and then all right, gave way. It's not what what Red Green would have you believe. <laughs> Um, very good. And women both finding us both handsome and handy, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, that guy rules. Uh, Jay enjoying a spicy Caesar and wrestling brain Q&A. He's saying that makes for the perfect Sunday. I have to agree. Oh, 
I got one of those canned Caesars in the fridge. You know, Jay, I might I might join you after the, the coffee. Zoobs, I see you've pulled the first question up. I'm going to go run and grab that coffee real quickly. I'll be back in a moment. Certainly. But if you want to read that question aloud and start giving your answer or something, please feel free. Yeah, the first one comes from Boofer OC. It's contest time. This is a – what do you call this? Sort of where you both make a blind choice and you have to uh, – it's not newlywed game, but just sort of that um, – What this is this – is like what was it? Scategories was sort of the thing. Is like if you had the same answer, nobody gets the points. Um, something like that. And the question is: Without knowledge of the other contestant's choice, you must get an exact replica of a wrestler's tattoo on your body. The person who chooses the worst tattoo wins 250k. All the losers get nothing except a new tattoo. What is your fresh ink? I think there's some easy ways to go. I know. Uh, I know what I'm going to pick, but uh, and I promise I won't change the answer. Obviously, if we change, if we choose the same one. Uh, that's no good, but um, I will. I promise I won't change my answer no matter what you say here. What do you got? Well, I have mine written down, so I can. Uh, I promise I will not change it. For me, what, what would it value us to to cheat in yeah. a game that has no stakes? Brock Lesnar is very famous for having the penis sword yes. chest tattoo. I think which that's is the first one that is going to come to mind for anybody who thinks. And, and yet, Zoobs, I am here to tell the Brainiacs in the chat and you, as bad of a tattoo as that is. That is not even Brock Lesnar's worst tattoo. Uh, if if you go and Google Brock Lesnar tramp stamp, Brock <laughs> Lesnar has the Metallica album "Kill 'Em All." The words "Kill 'Em All" uh, tattooed immediately above his ass crack. Tough. That's tough. Not uh, <laughs> not one of the best tattoos a guy could think of. It's funny. My my pick is the first one that was said in the chat, which is the Batista belly sun. The 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 belly button sun uh i want to say tribalish tattoo uh yeah, not a so. not a scene that i not for me i'm not i'm not a tattoo guy i know you're beautifully tatted up i have no tattoos and i okay. think at thir- i think at 36 probably too late to get my first one do you think that do you think you'll you're unlikely to ever get one now seems unlikely now if i didn't get it in my 20s uh and and now getting one seems ridiculous right mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to just get one what? i look silly I mean, John John Cullen just has the the V on his. I know. Okay, how about this? Because I know if you're gonna get a tattoo, you want it to be stupid and for profit. Right. What if we we reach <laughs> uh, ten thousand followers on here one day? We get matching wrestling brain tattoos. Let's, well, let's go. Let's go subs and not followers. I mean, <laughs> just, just follows doesn't do doesn't do anything doesn't do anything for me. Uh, all right, Zeebs, I guess we are both getting those tattoos as ours do not match. I do think I will end up with the worst one. I would rather go through this world with that belly button tattoo, as horrible as it is, right. than uh, really any tramp stamp, but particularly one that said, kill them all above my ass. Another tough thing about the Batista son is you have to maintain physical shape basically forever. That's a great point. You get fat and that, and that becomes a, a, you know it, it becomes a, a horizontal line. Instead of a belly button. <laughs> yeah, on me, you're looking at uh, more of a more of an eclipse, really, than a, than a circle. <laughs> Tough. Ay, uh, caramba. Good answer, Zeus. There are so many bad wrestling tattoos. I mean, we that we we took two probably the two most obvious ones. There are well, thousands of others. I was almost wondering if somebody in the chat was going to get cute because I think people remember famously the Harris brothers in TNA fired for their uh, white nationalist. SS tattoos. So, yeah, I mean uh, that's. I think it's also implied that when, I, even to win 250k, I would not be, uh, would not be 
diving into the uh, Nazi paraphernalia. No, but outside of that Ford Accord million, there's basically nothing I would, besides anything racist or anything like that, I wouldn't do. But in terms of like, oh, would you get this dumb tattoo for a quarter million dollars? The answer is basically blank checked yes for me. Yes. Uh, we have a Colin Classic as our second question. Love uh, the Colin Classics. John Colin asks us, AEW is borrowed the raw celebrity guest host idea. Who makes the best guest host for an episode of Dynamite? Conversely, even if you think they're bad, who would you personally most want to see do it? You want me to shoot here, Zoob? Well, I'll tell you this. I would love to see uh, Mike O'Malley, the man who plays Charlie Gully on Heels. Anybody from the Heels reverse? Do you want to, Alexander Ludwig, uh, Mike O'Malley, the, the uh, Chris Bauer who plays Wild Bill Hancock? Anybody from the Heels uh, universe is my first, you might have nailed first, it with Mike O'Malley pick. though yeah he's he's a he's a guy that knows the biz uh, yeah, a guy that yeah. obviously loves the biz to, to have written he's the showrunner of heels not just not just is he Charlie Gully he is the showrunner it's his like baby um, that would be he'd, he'd have to be in character as Gully though right like Mike O'Malley the actor um, probably still has a lot of value but I think you want him to be Charlie Gully I love that answer, Zoobs. And there's a guy who sort of provenly, you would trust his uh, ability to navigate through the biz and his firsthand knowledge. Pay shouting out Connects Coast, Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce, there it is. Uh, giant. <laughs> Charisma bomb who is deeply agile as well. Like, this is a guy who is uh, able to do that Russian dance and a standing black backflip and a somersault. Wow. Sorry, who'd you, who'd you pick there? You froze up a little bit on me. No problem. I took Jack Black. Oh, uh, great pick. Charisma Nuke, uh, who has, like, underrated physicality. You think of that Russian dance where he pops up yeah, and yeah, the yeah. standing front flip, not just the standing back flip. Uh, I just thought Jack Black would make a fantastic... Uh, pro wrestler in terms of somebody that i don't think would be good that i would love to see the host of nathan for you nathan fielder entering <laughs> um aw would be just a collision. ideas to improve the show that's that's very nice uh allison I, allison allison brie in the chat i like that allison brie from uh yeah no problems here with that yeah absolutely uh supersonic 1991 says hello 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 supersonic 91 uh and of course scoots brodo picks scoots brodo yeah. There you go. <laughs> so good pick. It just depends on the definition of celebrity. I guess. You want the celebrity to have like, as you said, you that Jack Black like charisma bomb, like undeniable magnetism, and um, somebody who's going to bring the passion. I, I think back at like Hugh Jackman as somebody that you wouldn't expect who oh. came in and did such a good job. He's already done it, so it doesn't really count as a pick. But like yeah. he was somebody like in that, in that raw guest host era. There were some hits and misses, and he was like somebody that was very clearly like 100% committed, playing to the back row. Uh, I think threw a punch, took like uh, you know, way better than That's Jeremy Piven. Um, I think, I think you want that somebody who is like is going to buy into it, um, which is why you know I, I go with Charlie Gully, I go with Allison Brie, people who have done wrestling uh, content, wrestling shows. Um, yeah, I think that sort of would be a nice little crossover. Bruce Perdoe is a good pick, though. Absolutely. Uh, good friend Jake shouting out Johnny Knoxville. And it crossed my mind that it's almost a shame the Jackass guys just did it because I think they are top shelf answers who fit into this world really, really well. So, uh, yeah, great shout by New York. One good thing. Absolutely. Bring in McGruber, says Chain Wallet Owner. I would also love to see that. <laughs> you like that movie, McGruber, Zoobs? Yeah, I like McGruber. Oh, that's wrestler, a funny one. Wrestlers in there as well. 
plenty. Uh, uh, who Jericho? I think is Mark Cesaro Henry. In that movie? Yeah, Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. I mean, they all blow up pretty quick. Spoiler. And you don't mean get famous like no. overnight. Yeah, not like us. Of course, Grand Maker Wrestling Pod. Most teams have a Sean and a Marty. Uh, that's, our, that's our buddy Blair. Um, who, and again, our our campaign to tell you that Sean is also bad. Uh, uh, if Marty and Janetti wouldn't have. Again, yeah. <laughs> maybe murdered somebody by the river. I'd be on the verge of praising him. Uh, yeah, but it's only, it's their, yeah, I just needed anybody. But if, if if Marty was a Devon here, just like the slept on second banana, I could pivot to Marty's actually the Sean. But, you know, when you maybe, maybe kill somebody down by the river, it, it, everything gets blurry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. The Marty and Sean dynamic is like uh, one psycho and one asshole that everybody hates who becomes famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know what happens. Uh, basically, the question is: Do you see any tag teams that have a Sean Sean dynamic, and how are you booking their split and elevation as single stars? I see the easy one here is the Lucha Brothers. I think they're both. Yeah, I don't think it's either one of them that you're just like, uh, boy, this guy need, needs this tag team. I think they're both have proven and will prove time and time again that they can they can basically hang with anybody in any feud at any time for any reason, uh, especially in ring. Um, I think maybe you probably get a little more mileage. And this is your mileage probably varies, but I think you can probably put uh, Pentagon in a few more stories. But I that's not to say that Phoenix doesn't have that gear and hasn't proved that um, with some of the stuff that he's done in the past. So I see Lucha Brothers as a pretty easy uh, Sean Sean dynamic. I don't even know that they need to split as much as they they sort of have a because their brothers have an understanding that they're both going to sort of chase uh, their own individual glories and sort of become part of a, of a team. Who do, you, who do you go to? I know I, I mean, I'm picking the easy one there by going to Lucha Brothers. I actually have the exact same pick. I have the Lucha Brothers written down. This prompted by when I guest hosted on uh, the old Wrestling Brain Rampage show. They do a segment called Genetti Me This, where they put forth a tag team, and they say, who's the Genetti here? Um, The only one I even remotely struggled with was the Lucha Brothers to figure out who the A-side, B-side was. Now, I ultimately think, even though I prefer Pentagon, I think ultimately the slight A-side there is Ray Phoenix. Um, but I would actually, to the and thank you, Blair, for the question, but the to Blair's second point, and I'll just go with the booking since we have the same lead answer, you take this opportunity with Ray Phoenix's broken arm to do this with Pentagon. Pentagon is Pentagon dark now, and you, you have him steer too far into that. You have him turn on Pac, he's breaking arms, holding on too long, he's back to the guy he was in Lucha Underground. And sort of like a Wyatt family redemption a la Daniel Bryan, the person who brings Pentagon back to the light is his returning brother, Ray Phoenix. Now it works so well because Ray Phoenix, what's injured on him right now, the arm. And you can have Pentagon going for this arm breaker on his own brother, the evilest of evils, but ultimately peaking in a match where he has the arm breaker slapped on. This is his brother. He can't break it again. He releases it. He goes for the package pile driver. Ray Phoenix reverses it for the win. So that's, uh, we have the same answer and that's how I'd book their uh, singles pushes. Another option here uh, is your uh, Kings of the Black Throne. I think you could say that Brody King and, and Malachi Black both have Sean Sean uh, potential. And I know that there's a, you know, essentially, you know, there, obviously there's going to be a little bit, the balance isn't going to be perfect, but I think, um, I don't know that either of them are like in the Genetti zone, right? Yeah, I, I do think compared to the Lucha Brothers, Malachi is a clearer A side than either of them are. Mm -hmm. But you're right. They are definitely in that uh, vicinity, certainly more than... I mean, who would be a team on the opposite? I, like people would point to FTR, but I think Cash is really underrated. Um, but there's there's lots of teams that have that one-two banana thing a lot more than those guys. 
Um, yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Adanka. Uh, Squeeze Proto asks us, which WWE Hall of Gamer should America make their president next? Keep in mind, we can make Donald Trump president one more time if we wanted to. Of course, he meant Hall of Famer, but... Uh, yes. Hall of Gamer? Are we talking about me playing Elden Ring this weekend? <laughs> are we talking about what? This guy, this guy dropping drop the hints that there's an Elden Ring afoot in Josh's life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got the itch. This morning, I was like, oh, right, that fucking stream, you know? Right. Sucks, right? Life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was, uh, I'm obviously teasing. I was geeked when I uh, realized that. Listen, I have unlimited time to do that. This, this is time sensitive, babe. Uh, so, which WWE Hall of Famer should be president next? Um, Kevin Nash. Big, sexy, very nice, great, good great, politics, great, good quick communicator. Answer there. Uh, he, he's, he doesn't feel presidential, but you know, he has a suit and is large. He's a good communicator, good speaker, good politics. If you have to go to wrestlers, which are a dire group to find to have the next president <laughs> of the United States, not a group that I would want anything to do with. Uh, I think big diesel is, uh, a great call former world champion and somebody who could both debate and maybe put forth a couple things I would agree with. I'm going to lean, reasons. I'm going to lean right into your wheelhouse here. If you don't mind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give me. President Mick Foley. Have a nice day. Um, he did cross my mind, um, but he isn't, he's like nowhere near as political as Nash, but I would Certainly, trust Foley's heart. A hundred percent. He loves Christmas also. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, Christmas is a week now in uh, the United States of Foley. Um, anyone, definitely not Kane, who is a whole thing I'm seeing. Um, Drew Carey says Stone Cold ET. Yeah, you can. The price is right. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the Hall of Fame, if you if you will. Um, Ron Simmons is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, boy, oh boy. Good friend Jake shouting out Jesse Ventura, of course, former governor of uh, – oh, gee, starts with an M. Minnesota? Minnesota? I want to say. It might have been Minnesota. You got, uh, do you have a Jesse the Body impression there, Zeus? I don't. I, I, don't, I don't have, the, I don't have the, the, the background on that one. Do you have one? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, I can't wait. Oh! Very good. Is, is Batista in the Hall of Fame? Good question. I don't know if it, I don't know yeah, if he I is. Yeah, I think he went in the year that he had his last match, didn't he? With two uh, manios ago? Would make sense. A lot of Batista content on this one. Uh, I have no problem with that. He's a Canadian, but I would put a vote in for Bret Hart. He's been right about everything else. Why wouldn't he be right about mm. this? Right? Okay. Okay. Who are some of the worst choices? I mean, Donald uh, John Brad John Bradshaw Layfield, I think, is probably oh. the worst. <laughs> is JBL in the Hall? Yeah, 2020, 2020 MC. Wow, JBL's a Hall of Famer. They're just throwing those things out. Uh, um, yeah, a Kane, probably my, that, my worst pick. Never, never seen a political Kane tweet that I was like, ooh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kane and JBL are great. Uh, yeah, incredible choices near the bottom. Vince himself would be horrible. Certainly. But not in the Hall, never mind. Uh, I've never heard a positive story about JBL. No one's ever like, man, JBL, what a guy. Oh, I have. I've heard one positive story about JBL. Uh, Joey Styles kicking his ass. Can you think of something funnier? Right, it's but that's... Like the, that's not like a JBL is, is good because it's like it's nobody had to be hateable for that story to be so good. True. Is there anybody you would rather see five eight Joey Styles in their <laughs> yeah. ass in two thousand six? There's not a guy I can think of in that locker room that's like, wait, Joey Styles. And it's weird that JBL is thought of as like this big booming tough guy. Like we, Styles has beat him. We saw Bart Gunn knock him out brutally on television. Fuck JBL. 
Uh, big time. Fuck JBL. Kid Rock apparently in the Hall of Fame. Just a good friend, Jake. Oh, God. Yeah, right. That'd be a terrible pick. Road Dog. That's, a, that's a bad pick. Gonna tell me how to live. Uh, next one's from Jay's Retro. Uh, asks us, which Cody match program, Cody match or program do you wish we got the chance to see in AEW but didn't? Punk, Mox, Omega, Hangman, Danielson, Sting, Hook, Miro. Oh, man. There are more guys he didn't have top programs with than I thought before I started writing this question. Cody, uh, obviously a confusing case, a guy that, uh, you know, we talked at length about last week and in weeks previous about sort of the way that he weaved in and out um, and sort of left a lot of questions unanswered and, and, and worked mainly against heels as a face. Plenty of big programs. He had the program against MJF. He had the program against QT Marshall. He had the program against uh, Miro. Jericho, Jericho, is there anything, any meat on the bone that you are, you know, I think your thoughts on on Cody's last year were pretty, pretty obvious. Um, But we were also, when the praise was due, we were quick to give it and Mm -hmm. spoke pretty effusively of him in his, in our goodbye emergency cast. Uh, Is there anything looking back that you like, I would have, wouldn't have minded seeing Cody go up against blank i think punk comes to mind for me first off only because his final uh like cody's final promo was about like hey i actually did the stuff that punk talked about and i think um i think there was some meat on the bone there that i find pretty interesting also 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 a little bit a little bit of mocks i think you could have some mocks of that like you know you doesn't feel like yeah does he are you like dying for those matches like punk and cody would be a good feud that would get me to wanting to see the match right but like Cody mocks Cody. I'm not trying to shit on your answer. But it's like, no, I, no. What's the the things to chew on for me? Like that echelon, I'm good. I actually think, and I think we might have gotten this a couple mailbags back, but who do you think Hook's first big meaty program should be? I always thought Cody would have been a great guy to do that with because he's somebody who can sort of work a style to bring Hook along. They can tell a story. Like that's a style that's very, it's easier to transition to than, okay, Hook, 40 minutes with Kenny Omega. Um, so I always thought the, the hook Cody thing had some legs, but in terms of, was there like a, a match that I was really thought there was some meat on the bone? Like, I'm sure all those would have been good, but I, I largely prefer the other sides of the equation to Cody and ring. So not, not really for me. I think oh, sorry, I think the question is which. So yeah, hook for me. Sorry. I think, I think hook is a great pick. And, and I think even in giving my answer, I think I sort of revealed to myself was, um, all the stories I'm thinking of telling are sort of based around time in New York, right? Like the Cody Mox yeah. is sort of based around like, you know, I, I stuck it out there and toughed it out and, and blazed this trail and you were able to walk on it. You were able to come into this company because I did this and same with punk. I think it's, and it, which is a fault of a lot of the Cody stories is like, you're, you're telling a New York story in a different company. I think, I think you're right about, um, about hook as like a really nice destination sort of, um, proving ground sort of thing. And even that is more in service of Hook, right? Like, it's it's Cody as a function rather than somebody that I'm just dying to see. I feel like well, I'm being harder on than I mean to be, but it, it just... It, like, the Punk feud because of that promo would have some meat for sure. But yeah, I'm not done to see him walk up with any of these guys. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's uh, it's a good way to, it's a good way to approach it, I think, is, is, is especially if we're talking about matches, we're talking about programs. Um, you sort of have to think beyond the, okay, they each do one promo and then what, right? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, good answers. Good question, Jace. Retro. Uh, yeah. Dr. Fruits. Uh, which current wrestler would be most hurt by taking away one move in their arsenal? Probably Wardlow's power bombs. I got, I got, I got Randy Orton written all over this. What is, what is Randy Orton if he doesn't have the RKO? Like, what is? 
I guess I don't care enough about Randy Orton, but you're sure. right. That probably is the right answer. Like he is so much. Of, you you uh, change his music and his and his finishing move, and it's like boy. Yeah, that's a although great if you were answer. building, Josh, if you were building a wrestler from the ground up. Let me tell you, he'd he'd be absolutely fucking nothing like Randy Orton. He would, I I he would he would have nothing in common with Randy Orton. I don't even the only thing I don't even think this is a compliment. I was about to say the thing that you can say about Randy Orton is that he's deceptively big, but I don't want that. I want to be like a powerhouse Hobbs who isn't as big as he feels. Like Hobbs feels bigger than he is. Who's here? Who's here to be deceived? Not me. Not I. Uh, but yeah, uh, my first thing that came to my mind was just those power bombs that made it such a part of Wardlow's act, and I can't think of another one of his moves. Mm. I think that is a good. Uh, that is a good. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think my only counter to that would be like you could, you could work another power move in. You sort of replace it with another power move. Whereas it, yeah, there's there sort of a, a a distinct signature around the Randy Orton. But I do totally vibe with the like. Good luck. Those movies taken away, making you less interested in Randy Orton than you already are. It's almost, it's almost impossible to do. <laughs> they just don't push guys based on finishers like they used to, right? Like Baron Corbin is the only guy who has like a protected finish in New York. Every other finish has been kicked out of besides Happy Corbin, who apparently made a deal with the company where it's like, okay, you're never going to win a meaningful upper mid-card title, but we'll protect your finisher. So maybe him? He's in yeah. the conversation, but yeah, they don't push on finisher bait like they used to as much. That said, I said this in the comments in answer to Fruits' question. We saw what happened when you take the Rainmaker away from Okada, and it right. sucked. Yeah, and it, of course, it doesn't have to be finisher, right? Is one move is, is mm -hmm. sort of the the word of the question here? But um, did you think? What do you think about the one winged angel as an answer? I don't. I think Kenny's well rounded enough to sort of. You'd find I like a way. the one. I like the one winged angel, but when people think it's like this great finisher i think it's really more about the booking like i i don't know i don't think it's it's cool when kenny can hit it on big guys like when he hits michael elgin with a one-winged angel i'm impressed but i don't i don't know kenny has lots of moves i like you're telling me if kenny's finisher was just like v triggers out of nowhere people would complain like i don't know i think he's just soaring across the ring that's a very viable uh pinning spot um, it's all about the booking right rainmaker is a pretty good pretty good answer oh stone cold et saying brock without a suplex that's a great one I, I feel like similar to the Wardlow thing. I was like, he would, he'd, you'd find a way to work around it. Like, what would he do? That's like his whole. You could give him a powerbomb instead. He's just going to powerbomb guys for an entire match? Like, all Brock does is suplex until he has fives. Powerbomb, powerbomb, suplex. It's, it's viable. Know. It's a viable thing. I think that's a good answer. I think Brock's a really good answer. And, and then the merch. I mean, you can't say Suplex City anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's the real think the of the real damn casualty. merch uh yeah. next question comes from Suplex city bobby burritos robert hamburg if you could bring in any legend to aew to manage in the style of arm with cody or tully with ftr who would you pick mm. and who do they manage also what do you do now with arn uh if anything i don't think we need i don't think i don't think we're begging for like we need more arn uh, involved with anybody i guess you i guess he has his son like uh, to, to go back to start at the end here you put arm with his son pretty easily i think that's not crazy yeah i mean that sort of depends on how much i want to see brock anderson i guess right um which right now isn't a super high amount but that could change if brock yeah i don't know yeah i'm not if, if arn anderson wants to come out at some point next year and remind everybody of the glock promo that's fine by me but besides that i don't I don't need him forced on TV. I like that Jake has just sort of gone away and Tully has had reduced uh, influence. Are we going to have this? Are we going to have... Do you think we're going to have more factory? Are we going to continue with... Or, or Nightmare I, Family? We got Lee, We got Big Shoddy out there in the wind. We have Brock Anderson. We have 
other guys, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Big man. Dust. I really have no clue, right? Who could possibly know? But no, I think you probably don't see the factory for a little bit. That's that would be my guess. That with the uh, Cody leaving, the Nightmare Academy um, alumni won't be as present. That that's just a guess. What a shame. Uh, anyway, to start at the beginning now, uh, which legend would you see want to be brought in? Uh, listen, I I don't have a huge itch uh, yeah. to really see anybody. I think we, we I think we maxed out on that already, and uh, pulling that back, um, I almost feel like. I almost feel like you want to go, like you want to bring in somebody crazy. You want to bring like a bring in like a Sandman or a Raven mm. or a, a uh, Terry Funk. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's going to come in and, and bring in your next uh, hardcore crazy guy. Your your, your whoever that whoever that's going to be on this roster. Because um, I mean, we know Janelle is on the roster, but sort of as we've pointed out many times, yeah. I think sort of has the like handshake like you're not going to be a big deal here because you have your gcw thing and, and we we like that bridge but it's not going to be a push if you're going to bring somebody over and have them be like a that uh i don't know what you would call that sort of that hardcore brawler chaotic guy um that is sort of causes trouble all over the place you have you have a hardcore mentor that sort of to me seems to be you could even say Foley if you want, but I think Foley is almost wow. almost too magnetic. It's almost too almost like Foley coming in almost it's almost too big. If that makes sense, it would be about Foley, yeah. Because Foley for Janela, actually, it's funny that you ended up there. Was the one that crossed my mind. This is very hard for me to say because I'm not like I don't crave this at all. Yeah, I don't me either. Like the the legends, the one that crosses my mind for appearances, it's fun. Like if Janela wants to do one entrance with the Sandman in Philly, I think that's awesome. Or we talked about on Wednesday, if Brian Danielson wants to come out at the pay per view and William Regal emerges from behind him, standing over his shoulder, I think that's awesome. But I don't think this roster, this roster has promo ability out the wazoo. Uh, so I, I, I don't. Crave it a ton, but yeah, uh, for an appearance, I'll say Brian Danielson and Lord Steven Regal. There you go. You sort of want somebody who can handle the promos for uh, a, you know, somebody who's a little bit more appearance all around period. And I, I'm with you. There aren't a lot of people that I think need that rub at this point. That's the thing. It'd be like a fun moment more than, oh, this person could really be helped by the presence of blank. Because you're right. Foley is the guy who I think crosses all of our minds because we've seen him in that general manager role and uh, be so successful there and a good talker. But I, I agree with you. He's, he's, he is Mick Foley. Like who's, it's going to be tough to care. Yeah. I think harkening back to like um, the triple a when, when Ric Flair came out with Andrade was sort of like, Oh wow, this is a neat thing, but we certainly don't need Ric Flair every week coming in and speaking for him. A great example. Things are already convoluted and, and, and bad enough. Chin wallet owner suggesting FDR can ditch Tully and bring in Brett. Bre Man, Brett speaking these days just makes me sad. I don't need in front of like a big live mic and audience all that much. But like, again, for an entrance, like Brett walking out with FDR. Hell yeah. Totally. Uh, but manager implies like in the role of Tully or Arn that they're going to be a presence and promoing and whatnot. It's like, you do not need Brett Hart with a mic over Dax Harwood in any instance. Yeah. Raven for House of Black says Stone Cold ET. That's kind of a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lambert, two-line pass, asks us, Mick Foley, comes, Mick Foley in his prime comes into AEW today. What's his trajectory and who was the first feud? Love all the Foley content on the show today. It's a big Foley day. Um, so I think, right, basically he is exactly who he always was. He is in the top of the card as a challenger. Uh, he is a always viable proto-Eddie Kingston, I suppose, now is sort of this guy in AEW. There isn't exact 
Ain't no fed since the Attitude Era has existed in the way that there's like six people at the top who can just have that title at any time. But I think he would find something very similar to that. He would exist in that upper echelon space um, and be believable as short-range champ. And the, in terms of first feud, baby, it's the one we never got. People forget John Moxley was this close to not joining the Shield. He was going to be called up. Him and Foley have been planting the seeds online for ages. It was going to be Mick Foley versus Dean Ambrose for Dean Ambrose's debut at WrestleMania that year, but then Mick couldn't pass the physical. So if in this alternate universe, yeah, give me give me prime Foley and prime Mox. I think you would have a, a hardcore symphony of which the likes would be hard to match for years to come. Yeah, and I think, you know, Foley had a lot of, this is obviously a lot of faces, but also like, um, it wasn't it wasn't just the straight up trajectory of like the he's the white meat everybody gets behind him babyface. He also had the part where he was like used your mankind, like he was the he was the the chaos to throw at the good guy that like drag him into the pit and and sort of. So I think there's I think there's meat on a hangman feud. I think there's meat on like as you said, sort of disrupting this Mox is trying to like turn his life around and get better and yeah. and become a better man and Foley's like, wait a second, like I I know you. I know your past. I know who you are. Um, this is who you are. This is who you've always been. I'm I'm dragging you back to uh your true colors and sort of he has to pass that test and, and be be shown there. I think you can do similar thing with Hangman. I think you can do put him up. Listen, you can put Mick Foley up in his prime against just about anybody. I was also thinking like MJF. You have like MJF finally get to the top and Foley's like you have to pass this um absolute bloodletting. The nice thing about Mick Foley is he's basically unparalleled both on the mic and in the ring, so it's very easy to say Oh, this matchup. And then you go, that would be elite because Mick Foley would be there. Uh, yeah. And Mick Foley was rarely a part of anything uninteresting. And if yeah. he was, he just became a new him immediately. As you said, both sides of it, sort of, you could do a good guy, bad guy. doesn't really matter. I like Matty Max shout here for uh, Miro uh, facing Mick. Although him saying he'd have Miro go over, debuting somebody to a loss is just never a good booking idea to me. But I like the Miro matchup. Uh, next question comes from the great Satsuki appreciator, Alex M. Hefner, our top gifter ever. Uh, on the whole, who do you think – What do you think the influence of MMA on pro wrestling has been a net positive? What about the other way around? Pro wrestling on MMA. I think wrestling on MMA certainly is a positive. Man, this is – I almost wanted to do like a side podcast Entrances, on this question. music, personality, promos. Undeniable that wrestling has had a positive impact on MMA. Undeniable. Without question. Now, the, so I'll talk about maybe what the negatives they've done to each other are first, because I think the answer is net positive to both. They've been cousins who have stolen from one another. People people forget, like, there was not tapping from submissions in WWF until Ken Shamrock was like, yeah, when I get this on, you start tapping to give up. And it's like, what will that do? And it's like, well, that'll mean the match is over. Like, you'll tap from submission, which is now just a part of, of New York. They were doing it in, in Pancrase and other feds, but he popularized tapping in pro wrestling zoobs you nailed it the the panache the the scope now it is worth noting that old world boxing was ahead of the curve of either pro wrestling or Certainly. mma in terms of here's the local toughest guy and giving him you know the band plays him in like they were doing this in the 1800s for boxers incredible stuff um, but yes, net positive both ways. I could go on forever and ever. You have the slight detour of Enochiism where I think MMA hurts pro wrestling, where Antonio Enoki goes, well, now that MMA is popular, we have to prove that our pro wrestlers can do real fighting too, and leading to Yuji Nagata and Shibata, 
countless legends getting their fucking asses handed to them uh, by people who Alberto Del Rio, of course, famously trying to do this from Mexico as uh, Don Caras Jr. getting his head kicked off by Mirko Krokop. There's countless uh, moments of this, but even then, I think the pro wrestling that I am attracted to has not all the time, but again, what's most important to me in pro wrestling is a rooting interest of I want one of these guys I want to win and to beat the other guy. That's ultimately what it is. But when you get to the dressing portion of it, I like the ones that are uh, rooted in a bit more real fight. Now, again, I watch MMA every week. No pro wrestling matches ever look like a real fight. When people are like, oh, this it looks more this is like a shoot style fight. It's like, well, only if no one's ever seen anybody fight before could they ever believe that this has reality to it. But I'm talking about selling, getting tired, um, selling for for impact that is minor, like AEW on whole. The, the scope of movesets are so big and so large that people sell for giant offense. Cause why'd you do that? I, I like the uh, modern Noah or, you know, slight undercard new Japan stuff of people are selling for two forearms in a row and stuff like that really works for me. Uh, raw underground though, sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, you bring up a good point. So are you saying MMA got us to the ultimate pro wrestling and raw underground? That's what you're <laughs> I think uh, one thing and this sort of goes uh, this sort of goes to those directions is like the, the well-roundedness of, of the athletes that we're, that we're seeing now in general, the people that come through the Indies, the people that come through um, and, and they have them, they have the sort of mat based knowledge. They have the, they have some striking knowledge they have uh, and punk was big on this, right. Was, was doing MMA training. I think, I think uh, Batista did it as well. You, you do like MMA training to enhance your ability to be a pro wrestler, whether you, whether, I don't know that Batista was ever like, all right, now we get into some like catch as catch can, but having the base and knowing what it, what the mechanics are, knowing how it, knowing how it works, knowing how it looks. Um, exactly. I think is really important to have that base sort of like learning the fundamentals so you can break the rules sort of thing. Um, I think is really um added to you know the the floor of what you have to know now to be a professional wrestler to, to expound on that Zeus, and i agree i've done a great deal of brazilian jiu-jitsu in my life and sometimes especially as it pertains to knee bars and wrestling there are some spots where it's like okay can we you got to torque at least in the direction the leg doesn't move right so that i can buy into this but you're talking about guys like uh who came to mind first actually for me is, is danielson is a guy who it's all he's he knows how these work and Kyle O'Reilly those are the two that I would say are probably the best at it. It's like oh these guys clearly have an understanding of how submissions work. Like they know you go from here to here and this is where you would place your bone to make it hurt. And I I genuinely appreciate. It. I love Zack Saber Jr. but he does not lend uh it's his is a lot more based in giving guys giving both guys lots of ways to get out of spots. And Danielson and O'Reilly are a lot more about applying things to hold and harm and I I appreciate that. Uh, Gumby asks us, who do you think most deserves to get in the ROH Hall of Fame that will get, that will get snubbed? Ooh, will get snubbed. That's a good question. Davey Richards? Hmm. Uh, oh, well, I mean, can they really have an ROH Hall of Fame without Loki? Like, I know they hate him and he's on terrible terms, but he's their first champion and like a part of some pretty... Do you think? I guess it depends. Do you think Low Key goes in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? Zooms? Can they put it behind them and realize this guy belongs in our Hall of Fame? Probably. Yeah. Probably. They kind of have to. It would seem kind of fugazi to not have Low Key in there. So if Low Key doesn't, 
I'll say Davy Richards. Um, but if they are actually that petty, uh, I suppose Loki. Who else? Anyone else come to mind for you? I'm trying to think. Um, the the will be snubbed versus uh, was snubbed. I think it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know. Uh, is Jim Cornette? Does Jim Cornette uh, make sense as a as a possibility to anybody? Wow, Jim Cornette's a really good shout. Somebody was... called Jim Cornette. Yeah. I think he might be mad at me. I mean, Kevin Owens entered to that as his sting for for two years as champion. Wow, yeah, Jim. I think he goes in though. But that's that's a, it's not the most beloved era of ROH, and I think people. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have done a lot to harm people's opinion of Jim Cornette in that time, but like they both followed his advice. Like Sami Zayn got to New York and took off his mask and started promoing, and Kevin Owens slimmed down and got better gear. Like that, I'm not trying to defend Jim Cornette, but like he was like that was his big complaints with them. He still made Owens champion, and then they both went on to greater success once they did the things. He was like, they should do this. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's convoluted. Cornette's a really a really interesting show. <laughs> Jay saying Feinstein. Yeah, I got a feeling not. I got a feeling he's not going to make it. I'll say Davey Richards because he's a part. He's probably challenged for that ROH title as much as anybody has. And is not somebody who I think people think of in that like Austin Aries, right. CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, whoever you think of that class. Like Davey Richards is part of that class. Uh, great question, Gubby. Yeah, that's uh... a fun one. Chandelier asks us, Who, whose current theme music are you refreshing and which band slash artist are you commissioning to do it? Powerhouse Hobbs needs better music. Mm, yeah. Impactful. How about like E-40? Somebody, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs should have a sort of a, you should know it's Powerhouse Hobbs when he comes out sort of thing. Especially if we're about to do this, if we're about to do this, like if he breaks, if he it becomes the breakout star sort of there or or it becomes sort of a bigger thing for him. I think that's a great, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like who's a, I guess it's maybe, he keeps saying that Mark Henry is like who he's trying to model himself after. So I guess I'm just thinking of somebody. So 3-6 Mafia does Mark Henry's. So I guess I'm trying to think of something sort of tonally in that uh, vicinity. Yeah, I think like an E-40 song would be really cool for Powerhouse. Like, Something big, but also like cool and laid back. Yeah, which is a hard, a hard thing to strike. But I think uh, proud and powerful. Like is, powerful is a good pick. They sort of need. Oh a... yeah, they need new music, which sucks too, because the old LAX music is cool. Yeah, I know why AEW can't use that, but yeah, yeah, Santana Ortiz is a good call too. Yeah, especially as they as they do the like Eddie Kingston maybe a little bit as well. I feel like his. Oh yeah, Kingston's is very forgettable. And like as he ascends as a superstar and as a you know he's a New York guy, there's a million New York rappers you could you could go to here. Am I mistaken, or is Eddie Kingston like a big DMX guy? I feel like yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So give Can we some, just give him a DMX no track. sunshine? Yeah. Give me DMX. That'd be pretty cool. Give me a DMX track for Eddie Kingston. That's a good. That's a good pull. Ain't no sunshine when Eddie Kingston comes around. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here comes trouble. Uh, from one of the gods, Blake Murphy. You could do play-by-play or color commentary for one match current day. What's the match? We love Blake, of course. Um, you want me to go first here, Zoops? Yeah, let's hear it. Mine is yet to come. Uh, I don't know if that's cheating because he says modern uh, or he says current day. Current so day. I so it's, no... I think it's like an upcoming match. You wouldn't want it. You wouldn't be doing – you wouldn't be re-recording old commentary. 
Perfect. That's how I took it. So it isn't on the books, but it is inevitable. All Elite Wrestling is eventually going to do CM Punk versus Brian Danielson singles match. Um, and I am not a play-by-play -play guy. I am not a color guy. In fact, anytime I've tried to watch matches and talk about them, I would say I'm outright not very good at it. But in the name of being selfish and wanting to be a part of that, I actually think I would have something to offer the the Brian Danielson CM Punk. I don't know about the play-by-play -play or color, but if they're like, we need somebody the like the standing in front of the ring moments before to like frame what these two have done how much brian danielson owes cm punk for leaving and how much maybe he overfilled that void to such a point that it hurt cm punk and and then this re-emerges into AEW. i think i have listen tons of people watched roh and then watched them both through new york and now watch AEW. i'm not like some sort of rare thing there but i'm a good talker and all that is true so i'll say uh brian danielson versus cm punk and AEW. uh i'll take Claudio Castagnoli's debut in AEW. Um, I don't even care. Oh. I don't even care who it's <laughs> yeah. against. You you watch me watch Claudio on Friday. You you just need that person that is just like completely, uh, like flabbergasted at at how strong and massive and how easily he is handling people. I think. Um, I think, you know, you, you, you dip the pen into some history and say, this is a guy that's has history with whoever he's up against. Uh, Eddie, you could even say, you could say, you know, you want to do Claudio against Eddie Kingston. I'll, I'll, if, we have, if I have to name a name, I'll do Claudio against Eddie Kingston and sort of the, the, the different stories you can tell there. I think, um, you know, somebody who has, uh, is as impressed with Claudio as I am. I think goes a long way in sort of that you want him to be over as soon as he gets in and someone who's just like, look at how fucking strong this guy is. He should, this is unbelievable. Like we'd never seen anything like this. AEW is full of incredible athletes. And this guy is making our incredible athletes look run of the mill. This is, this is a special talent. Oh my goodness. Like really effusive. I think that'd be a, that'd be a good fit. Uh, right well, it's there. fun that you guys can do the twin magic thing too. Like if yeah. you're on the desk, it gives them some outs on matches too. If he's got to take a pin, oh no, that was actually Zooms. That wasn't Claudio well, at all. I'm a little taller uh, than Zooms, him. Other we, than that, can we take a minute and just say uh, we did watch you watch uh, Claudio Castagnoli matches on Friday lunch this week? Of course, Fridays here on the channel. Can I just say how much I enjoy this show? Uh, Friday lunch with Zooms. Um, I, the time slot, the vibe is immaculate. It's just Zooms talking about what he's eating and watching something adjacent to the wrestling we're talking about. I, I just, I don't have much else to say besides I love Friday lunch. Thank you for doing it on this channel. Oh, thank you so much for giving me the space. I appreciate it. Um, And frankly, I would love you to be calling Claudio too. And I know we've talked, well, we'll listen, we might get to talk about Claudio more on Wednesday. Uh, but if he arrives, Zooms, I, I don't know if he's quite to the level of CM Punk arriving for me, but is uh, Cesaro now Claudio Castagnoli? We don't know if he's coming to AEW. We, we don't know anything. But if he does, is this like, besides like, oh, Okada is a full-time member of the roster or something. Is this like kind of as big as it would get for you? It's, I, I think it's a, it's a slot below Danielson and Punk. It's where I sort of have okay. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, I'm a huge guy. It's anticipatory versus like, you know, we, we absolutely knew with Danielson and Punk. It was like, this is right. this is absolute S-tier stratosphere. But it is huge for me. It, it, only because, like, you know, as we've seen with so many other guys that have come over, um, that idea of, like, the, the the handcuffs are off, the chains are off. Like, let's, let's fully realize what this can be. And I think everybody who has seen him have even a sniff of a push has been like, wow, this is special. And I think um, if everything falls into place and everything goes the way it can and should go, I think we're in, we're in for like some special matchups and some special moments. So I'm very excited. You want to hear how I'm going to solve three problems at once, Zoobs, if I'm Tony Khan? I can't wait. 
the Friday after Revolution. That episode of Rampage is nothing but a 60-minute Iron Man between Claudio Castagnoli and Andrade Eladolo. Let's let's just get some motherfuckers over. Let's make Rampage worth watching. Here are two guys that should be bone obvious on what to do, and I imagine would have like a legitimate classic on a one-hour Friday night. Claudio and Andrade. Let's let's get to it. Speaking of, are we a week away from from uh, Revolution? Dude, we got to talk about what we're going to be doing next weekend for the pay per view. It is <laughs> yeah. February. Did you just have the shits of a February too? I feel like everybody I know had a, a, a shitty February, and it, and not only was it shitty, but it sort of snuck snuck up on me in some ways. You know, it's a shorter month. All this, but yeah, next Sunday Revolution, and we don't have a standing Friday show on this channel anymore at night. So Friday lunch might serve as something of a preview or maybe we do a saturday we'll let you all know on double dudes this week what we'll uh do for next weekend but definitely at a minimum next sunday i'll be here after the pay-per-view uh getting down getting down and moving it all around the return of your calls as we always do post pay-per-view you can call in and be heard the moment aw revolution ends next week and zoobs this pay-per-view is shaping up in a way that who mama who mama zoobs uh, Dennis Dirtywork asks us, does AEW need another Cody figure now that he's gone? Do we need another figure chipping away at that fourth wall? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. MJF did that, can handle that pretty well. They have enough guys that can do enough things. Uh, there was, there was too many bad segments for me to be like, yeah, we need another guy to come in and muck a bunch of this shit up and make it all about himself. I hate to be this guy, but it's like, I'd almost need to know more what exactly what Dennis meant here. Like, does it, do we need somebody else chipping away at the fourth wall? Like CM Punk is probably the best fourth wall teaser in pro wrestling history. Um, The pipe bomb is one of the most famous promos of all time. Uh, So if you want to give Punk a little of that leash, that's fine with me. But do I need that? Like, it's like Zub said, I just think it's a hard thing to do well over the long term. It's not even to slight Cody, but your gimmick can't be Deadpool. It can't be like, oh, look, you know, I'm aware that I'm in a wrestling show. It's it's the equivalent of, oh, here's the real fight on the show. Like, it doesn't, it exposes everything else. Like, here, I don't know. So, no, not not for me. But if you want, like you said, MJF did it this week. Like, if you want to play with that stuff, I think that's, the best pro wrestling lives in that space of is it real or is it fake, right? This I, I talked about it on Wednesday. This idea that kayfabe's dead is, isn't real to me. It's, it's alive and well. Uh, Game of Your Life podcast asks us, which is worse at its worst, WCW or TNA? <laughs> Both pretty bad. Both pretty bad. <laughs> oh, God, it has to be TNA. It, 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 it must be, but I only say that because I haven't seen the worst and the worst of TNA. It's almost like through word of mouth. I know the worst of WCW is bad because it's just like, this is fucking abysmal. Can I tell you why I'm certain it's TNA? Please. Because they made every single mistake WCW did, and then all the others. Bring Hogan in, Russo, Bischoff, push the stars over your young talent. Like, the cruiserweights to X Division are both getting Kevin Nash was X division champion. Like consider the fucking parallels. It's uh listen, they both hit some rock bottoms, but it's one thing to be bad. It's another to repeat the exact same fucking mistakes. And then plenty, those guys had Okada, CM Punk, the young bucks, Samoa, Joe, AJ styles. Um, I mean, any, any, not any, but largely most relevant acts that you can imagine the people you love now they had in house exclusively. And just shit in their hands with it. At least with WCW, they were taking stars and they didn't know what to do with it. Like, they, I, yeah, I madness. Hilarious. TNA's worst is funnier than WCW's worst, says Jay. 
That might be true. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not firsthand familiar with TNA past 2013. Right. So I don't know. Um, but I, I don't like funny pro wrestling isn't what I'm looking for, especially so bad. It's funny. Unless someone's getting hurt. Then we do run. Then we do a little flip flop there. Then I can laugh. Uh, Matt asks us, who's one wrestler you would like far better if you could change one aspect of their look, haircut, new outfit, etc. Uno and Grayson. Ooh, I think I think Jungle Boy for me. I think we need to. Oh yeah, need to serious up Jungle Man here. What would you do to Jungle Boy? I, I would maybe uh, start with the start with the sideburns probably. <laughs> start with the... <laughs> yeah, just, just or the, I mean, for in terms of one aspect, I would probably lose the like very loose affiliation of being a Jungle Boy. That's, yeah, to me, a that's, full repackage that's, for that's Jungle Boy. Very like Shakara, like you know, not us as you said sort of funny it's like it's not serious not, not that it needs nothing needs to be deadly serious it doesn't need to be dan garcia but like it, it, i sort of think of it as like you either have to be full danhausen or not right you can't you can't be you can't be like i'm jungle boy but it doesn't it's not doesn't inform my character or actions or any in any way right if orange cassidy was just the look and didn't completely act like orange cassidy you'd be like what is this Zoops, I call this Ember Moon Syndrome, where you know what the character is because of the presentation and how it's being told to you, but the performer doesn't seem in on the gig. Nobody told Ember Moon she's a demonic werewolf, God knows what, you know, very normal promos. There's nothing about Jungle Boy's performance that feels evocative of a boy from the jungle at all. He looks like one, but then, like I said, I hated so much on Wednesday sitting there in the leather jacket overlooking the store. It's all, it's all just a mess with him, and he's a good wrestler. So it's, yeah, I like that pick, but I still feel like, I feel like his ceiling as Jungle Boy is still somewhere. But if Evil Uno is Evil Uno, I, I don't know, I don't know how far he can go. Um, his dad being a celebrity is like really easy to, to like do <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood, Jack Perry. Come on. Jungle Jack, like JR always calls him to me. I don't know if JR's fucking up or, but I, I think it's way better. I think Jungle JR, I, I think JR refuses to play along with the Jungle Boy thing. I think he's with us. He's like, all right, yeah. we, Jack it is. <laughs> Jungle Boy got him hired here. Let's, let's, let's go here. Let's let's uh, get him promoted. I think so you know we not we're not the biggest fans of him, but like Sammy Guevara has has clearly changed from the the like mm -hmm. the the guy who was very much his indie character with the panda and all that stuff, you know. And he's bulked up. To Sammy's credit, he's he's filling out too, which I I always appreciate. Body guy, you know how it is. Uh, e Prime, a good one here. Who's the best in quotation marks NXT champion? Oh God, this this one I I don't have an answer for. This is hard. This is tough. Sammy Zayn. So I almost wanted to say Owens. I feel like he doesn't have it for long enough. It, but he is. But again, he's the one who sort of makes it going to Raw and like. Right. But he's he, his run in NXT is so short, Owens. It's incredibly impactful. But he's up on that main roster in a trilogy with John Cena. Like he wins it, and he's on the main roster that Monday, like with Cena. So it's. I, but he, it's such impact. I don't have a problem with that. I don't know. Bo Dallas from Scootsboro. That run is good. People it's low, it's low key a pretty damn good pick. People people don't give Bo his credit. Like he's big and mean, and that Pac or Neville feud at the time is good, but not the best. I will probably say Sami Zayn, but I honestly think there's five or six good answers here. Probably Neville could be a good answer too. Yeah, yeah, but there's only like one. 
big Neville match I like in there. And again, he's not he's not champ for that long. Like Sammy has feuds. Nakamura has feuds. Joe, like Samoa Joe, the Balor trilogy, Nakamura. I don't know, man. It's hard. Joe is a I'd good really pick too. Cute. Joe's low key a very good pick. I, there's a lot Balor if you're more of a Balor guy, but I'll, I'm going to say Sami Zayn. Uh, a cross section of like impact, evocative of that change of like here's what NXT is now. It's the independent super show, and then a hundred good matches to go along with it. Sami Zayn was barely champion. No, I agree. Like the rain, the rain is not uh, there. Who do you have uh, chain wallet owner? Like Oscar. Ooh. I mean, the answer is Oscar. Oscar was not NXT champion. Uh, Mark Quill asks this, you can pick your dream announce team, but you can't have JR, King, Shivani, Gorilla, Heenan, or Ventura. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Taz and Excalibur, probably. Joey Styles and Nigel McGuinness. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Joey Styles is a good pick. Nigel rules too. I want, Nigel's I want, in... I want Taz in there. Taz is, I like Taz. People are saying Asuka. Asuka's NXT women's champion. That's not the belt we're talking about. people don't people don't want they don't want they don't want to have to actually do the work josh yeah. they don't want to be faced with the truth they don't yeah. want to have to look get clever dancer oh this other one hmm? you correct the sammy Zayn thing then say oscar <laughs> let's yeah let's stay on that side of the microphone uh vampiro and matt striker <laughs> i can't get i can't get too deep into <laughs> yeah. the into the into the into the matt striker but vampiro was was a was a nice touch to that to that team i like pace fall uh just like Abs the absolute energy drink, full throttle energy of Mauro and Taz. Like, I want to hear that. I want to hear Mauro Ronaldo and Taz. Those are, wow, potent people on the desk. Mauro's so hit and miss for me. Yeah, But he's the most famous alumni from my high school, so I, I do respect him. You got, you got, do you have a Mamma Mia in you? Do you have a Mauro Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia! <laughs> Not very good. He for all the things you could say about those big moments, my guy can reach for the bass when he needs to. Like if he's got to fill up the belly with his voice, he does not struggle to. Michael Cole and Larry Sabisco, <laughs> <laughs> the living legend. Uh, <laughs> Michael Cole. No love for Mongo. Where's Where's Mongo? <laughs> oh, not this again. Or, or big or or you know, there's some great Dusty Rhodes uh, commentary moments. There you go. Uh, I wonder and, how Mark came up with this question. Who did? Who did he? How did he choose who to exclude? I wonder. I think he went with like the. I mean, <laughs> excluding King as if I was going to pick Jerry Lawler. <laughs> uh, I think he went. I think he went with like the most famous combos, right? Jr. and King, uh, Shivani. He didn't ex exclude. But no Tanae. Cole or Taz. Yeah, he didn't exclude Tanay. You got to. You got to. You got to have some options. You can't. Oh, Mike Tanay. That's uh. Yeah, if I would have thought of uh, the TNA desk, uh, Tanae and uh, uh, Don would have Don West would have been. Yeah, I didn't consider them. I actually like that team a lot, uh, Tanae and West. You do, you do Tanae, Taz, and uh, maybe Excalibur. I, I like Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur is you feel he, like would find function on on any. He knows desk. the he knows the history. It's that's sort of the important thing. So he fills in the gaps for people like me. Um, hey, my name is Will. Asks us, what's your favorite WrestleMania entrance of all time? Huh. I like the, and I, I know that this was a little divisive, but I remember watching WrestleMania sort of on a stinky WrestleMania too. But the Cena clones one, where I was he stands say the, the, the thousand Cenas. 
Yeah, I love that one. The, I wish the camera didn't turn in the middle of it to catch the front of John Cena because the shot where it's just behind him and he's running by the... How many people do you think that is? Like 100? Probably. 50 aside? All doing the you can't see me? I, that's an incredible visual. I love yeah, that one. That's a good one. Uh, Rusev's tank comes to mind. Um, mm -hmm. a, Obvious great one. Eat my, eat my tank. Eat my tank, absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any a little off board besides like everybody had the Andre one, the Michaels uh, zipline one. I'm trying to think if there's like a sleeper one I like. You won't, you won't, you won't find me picking Shawn Michaels for anything. Uh, of course, you know, you know what? Uh, when Austin at 19 has like a stripped down one, just him on a quad, I think that's a cool choice on Mania. Mm. Like everybody else has these enormous ones, and he's just like ripping out on the quad at 19. That's that's a Again, not my favorite, but it's a clever choice. I'll say the Cena clones one for my favorite. I really like it. You know what? A, a nice and simple, effective. The one where he, and maybe this is not a WrestleMania, but I'm pretty sure it is. The one where like the Austin 316 glass is up, and it sh and it actually shatters. Yeah, that's pretty sick. that's a great one too. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Yeah, lots of good ones. What about what about uh, what about your boy Finn Balor, the Demon, with a bunch of belts on his head, crawling around? <laughs> just having a normal one out there what a geek Baron uh, Corbin called me short <laughs> Jay where asked, were you when I was fighting Brock Lesnar demon why do you put the streamers on then stupid Jay well, the asked, demon never loses yeah well if, I, if he only comes out when you're fighting losers I believe it Jay asks us who do you think's career was most derailed by injury I think Bret Hart had a lot more in the tank yeah, it's funny, right? Because that's the one that crosses the mind. But it's also he, had, he did so... he did so much already, so it's hard to be yeah. like what he could have been. It's like he's already like the best wrestler in the world for like ten years in a row. I'm gonna say Jason Jordan because there's so much what if. Wow, like, there's so much. They put him in this position where it's like they saw him as something. Kurt Angle's son, this huge push out of it. It's genetic, right? His Kurt Angle had the neck injuries, and now it's tough. You can't it beat be it. Inherits the the broken freaking neck, it, but Brett is the one that crosses the mind because he would have had this second act sort of like Michaels, right? That he never got to have, but the, the career is so pristine that, yeah, I'm gonna say Jason Jordan. I feel like I'm I'm forgetting somebody. You give your Ahmed's Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was super when I was a kid. I was super into Ahmed Johnson. What's not Dude, to love? People. Okay, so Ahmed Johnson, you'd be hard-pressed to find, like, a great match of his. But in highlight videos, Certainly. this guy does – you can find Ahmed Johnson doing any power move a wrestler has ever done. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. Fergie and I will just sit around watching Ahmed Johnson highlights. He is – I mean, it's hard to think he's, like, a great wrestler. But, like, as a, a moves doer or a very strong guy, he is unhinged. A good dodge. Uh, <laughs> very much a good dodge guy. And no there's, question. There's got to be there's got to be some some obvious ones that we're missing. There's, there must be, right? Well, I think listen, I'm almost surprised nobody said it, but Owen Hart is probably more obvious than Brett. Right? Sure, yeah, because uh, he's getting the not the push at that point in time, but the best is still around the bend uh, for for Owen certainly in New York. Um, but yeah, I I know that Austin and Brett are going to be the popular ones because they're the most famous ones, but it's hard for me to think of like a both of them are arguable Mount Rushmore first ballot Hall of Famers. It's like Okay, yeah, the, is it really the most derailed? Like, they had they, so much got in there. In fact, Austin and Brian Danielson, I think, both benefited at different times from people never felt like they got enough. Like, the right. yes chant never went away because Brian 
leaves at the peak. They never get tired of him. He's not wrestling big casts for six months on television and losing it. He's right. And I think Austin benefits from that too. He, he leaves not at peak overness, but something resembling it. Um, uh, Shibata, there's, there's a good, some... Shibata a pick as sort of things oh. do take off sort of right after that. And it's like you, pretty easy to see him being like a guy that, you yeah. know, we are, we are freaking out because he comes over to America and we get to have, we get to have Shibata dream matches. And, um, well, Shibata missed the like new Japan getting hot in the West largely. Right. right? And he would have been, I think, when people like Omega Shibata would have changed people's lives at that yeah. point in time, you know? Oh, I agree. Um, oh my God. Hayabusa. Yeah, of course. Good friend, Jake. That's, that's a great answer. Good friend, Jake. Hayabusa, FMW world champion, uh, paralyzed in ring. Yeah. Hayabusa and a phenomenal in ring talent for the time. Yeah. Lots of good calls in the chat. Lots of good calls. Mr. Kennedy says death row 12 injured. Yeah. Wild money in the bank. Like again, and a lot of good wrestlers thought Mr. Kennedy had something. Like, Austin was a huge backstage. Mr. Yeah, he had something, all right. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Zeus is insulting. I, um, saw Mr. I saw Mr. Kennedy. He was still going by Mr. Anderson. I saw him at a house show in Owen Sound, Ontario. And uh, he came out and did the bit. Anderson, he did. And then he, ch he challenged a local talent. And the local talent in... <laughs> Owen Sound Ontario was Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I was like, I was like, mm, I don't know that Bobby Lashley went to OSCBI. <laughs> no, we happen to have uh, the strongest person that would be in any city. He was currently yeah. in uh, as a local. Here. I don't know what you know about Owen Sound Ontario, but there's not a lot of guys who look like Bobby Lashley kicking around at, at the bar. Like, <laughs> true or false? Though he got lucky that it wasn't the Zooms climbing over. Oh, that I, really. I was <laughs> like, I was like, they they have five seconds to get somebody out here. Yeah, you mean he was lucky only Bobby Lashley stepped in. I saw Orlando Jordan make a kid cry uh, at that house show. It's so good. The house show or Orlando Jordan in particular? There's a name I haven't thought of in a while. Uh, at the house show, the kid had a replica U.S. title and was on the like entrance ramp, right, right at the, right at the, um, right at the, what do you call it? Yeah, the the gate or whatever it is. Yeah. Barricade. Barricade, thank you. And Little Jordan saw the replica belt and was like, I'm US champion, and slapped it out of his hands. Fell <laughs> 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 on the ground. Kids <laughs> crying. That sounds so fun. And me. later on, you gotta love the biz. Rey Mysterio comes out, beats up Lando Jordan, and gives them the like forehead to forehead, you know? That's <sighs> that's great. You talk about, you're talking about a kid experiencing the biz in all its glory at like six years old. Like you really couldn't ask for much it was more. Be than that. It was beautiful. I was right behind him. I was like, "That's fucking amazing to like see it all play out in that way." Truly uh, incredible. Danny Madawson asks you, "How would you book Cody's arrival in WWE uh, as far away from me as possible?" Huh? No. Uh, no. Uh, I have no idea who's even who's even. Um, well, I don't know, Josh. How would you book this? I guess he's uh, Miz for me. You yeah. position I right have the best reality show <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I'm most interested, if I'm going to be watching any New York, it's going to be Cody at the top of the card. Uh, Roman Reigns is running a the bloodline. He has the strongest family in wrestling history. Uh, he's going to beat The Rock, presumably, at Mania next year. Again, this is going to happen before that. You bring in Jacob Fatu. You really stress this bloodline thing, that he has the strongest family. And Roman Reigns is in ring, and he ends his promo with the line, no one will stop the bloodline. There, We are the greatest family in wrestling history. Wrestling has more than one 
royal family. Adrenaline in my soul. And there's Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes. Give him the Cody Vader. Put him a uh, family. Oh, yeah, my dad. He reminds everybody Dusty's his old man because they have rights to that footage over in New York. They can show him uh, and his old man fighting the shield together. And uh, you base it around that. You have him at the top with Roman Reigns, and they have a 25-minute plotting match that people repent is better than it was. Beautiful. Yeah, I think you're right. If you're paying all that money and doing all that, you bring him in at the top. I think that's well done. Well booked, Josh. Haven't beat Brock. Wrestling does have more than one royal family. Four minutes. Um Roy Kenta, the corncob dipshit, asks us, if you could build a four-person faction out of video game characters, who would you have in it? Mercy. Well, I, I'm a big uh, Solid Snake guy. You ever play those Metal Gear Solid games? Yep, I love those. Absolutely. I, I, oh, I, so is Solid Snake the leader, or do we want him tagging with Liquid Snake, maybe? Dutch Vanderlind, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Can we just have Solid Snake and three of the cowboys from, uh, yeah. from Red Dead? Dutch... Okay, so Dutch is the leader, right? Your charismatic speaker. Of course, Dutch is the leader. Come on. I'm the only guy in the world who loves Dutch. I would have been the, the last guy following him still. I would have been Micah. Like, even though Dutch has led us to, like, the brink of destruction, he'd be like, hey, Arthur. And I'd be like, yeah, Dutch, what are we doing, King? Like, what's the plan? <laughs> uh, so Dutch is the leader. Solid Snake is the enforcer. Makes sense. And then who's the tag in the center? Uh, Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Can we just say that at the same time? Sonic and Sonic and uh, Knuckles. <laughs> Knuckles. Yeah, or Tails, I guess. Kirby. Yeah, okay, so let's okay, so let's go on the record. Led by uh, Dutch Randall, from yeah, thank you. A tag team of Mario and Luigi. Yeah, brothers, and your big man in the back, Solid Snake. I like that. Wow, get Solid Snake into wrestling. Uh, we have. Snake! <laughs> We have we have Zangief picks. Um, oh, how do we miss Zangief? Right, of course. Saban from Final Fantasy VI. Um, oh, that was probably. Let me guess. That's a J pick. Mister and Mrs. Pac-Man, uh, the dude from Double Dragon. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Pac-Man is a funny tag team. The Ninja Turtles. Uh, in, well, in, in, in terms of inter, intergender. Well, uh, let's not forget the Ninja Turtles did wrestle in WCW. So yeah, so there you go. Don't need to make that one up. <laughs> Great pick. Um, beautiful. Tarnished is made in the jar guy, the werewolf guy. Pace also played a little Elden Ring. Respect to my brother. Four uh, guys from Call of Duty or something that have guns, says Scoots Roto. That's <laughs> yeah, it's it, tough to beat them. And they all have guns. Solid Snake has guns. Yeah, and let's be honest. Four schlubs from Call of Duty are the exact sort of people Solid Snake is extremely good at killing. Yeah. Just four stock standard soldiers. Yeah, the 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 god of the shit's coming for you. That's it. That's the mailbag. Great batch of questions this month, Suits. Great times. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for another month of Wrestling Brain. Goodness gracious. Close the book on February. We will be back on Wednesday uh, for Dynamite. <laughs> the go-home of Dynamite. And a huge announcement is coming either either Wednesday or Friday. Uh, first Contact be here tomorrow morning. Yep. Paul will be here uh, yakking it up, talking about God knows what. Paul will be here for First Contact on Monday morning uh, or Monday at noon if you're on the East Earn time zone uh then of course uh the AE double dudes immediately following dynamite wednesday at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific then friday lunch friday at 1 p uh, friday at noon pardon me eastern 9 a.m pacific and then we will do a post show uh sunday night and we will see about a saturday show depending uh on our lives and what we get into we'll have something i wonder if a certain somebody and i can run on saturday 
Mm. Do a little preview show if you were busy. Check the eyebrows out. See that? We'll see. I'll talk to him. Um, and yeah, if I uh, a couple of my patrons are here, I'll just let people know. I did record a Hardcore Heaven 97 review with our pal Flube. Uh, no one's ever going to hear it, as Flube has lost his audio file, so I apologize. There is Great no stuff. ECW retro review tomorrow. Uh, but I will be recording November to remember 97 with Andrew Seaslack this Tuesday. And so to make up for that, I will have that out Thursday morning. Or I may even put it out right after we finish Double Dude. So apologies. The the month did not come together as I was hoping to. Tech shit is just going to happen. And uh, I do apologize. Uh, Hardcore Heaven is the worst of the three that I've watched so far. And uh, so if that brings you anything. Uh, aside from that, I still recommend going to patreon.com slash J0SHC and throwing five bucks in the hat. There's still three other things up there for ECW month. There's still the Torque Pendulum Review. And of course, there's all the back content, every solo episode of Wrestling Brain that I've done there, including our Stu Hart Awards and uh, into the Discord. And Frank, uh, a very special thing going up there next month that I'm really proud of. Something that uh, I don't even know if I can promote because bullshit's past so much copyright shit. But sure. uh, if you're back there, you'll uh, there's something really fun coming in a couple weeks that I'm genuinely proud of. So check out cool. that. I guess I'm going to just say it's a Wrestling Brain radio show so it's one hour of re my favorite wrestling theme songs that i've pulled and i do talk ins and talk outs like it's one a one hour radio show on old school terrestrial radio i need zoobs i need you to record an ad for it because i'm going to sure. be going to fake ads for shit so you can do the wrestling brain one uh, but that'll be up there next month one hour great to listen to as uh you're working so beautiful that'll be up there next month beautiful you know where to find it we appreciate you spending your saturday uh morning slash afternoon with us here i guess it's afternoon it's af afternoon and it's uh, sunday on the wb we uh we think you're the absolute best i'll say that much about our about our fan base can't wait for this revolution week man let's freaking go gonna be hyped excited to see what uh, the go home was like and what the big announcement is you know whatever it is we will cover it right here twitch.tv slash wrestling brain until then we wish you love and enjoy.